the My Pet Podcast, the show for pet lovers of Australia and around the world. Proudly brought to you by Australia's trusted online pet supply store, Vet and Pet Direct. Hello and welcome to My Pet Podcast. I'm Beck, and I'm joined by Dr. Glenn. Hello. We're going to touch on a subject today about those yucky, gross-looking, warty things that hop around the backyard and annoy our dogs, really. Um, they're cane toads. And our dogs annoy them. That's pro- oh, probably most of the problems. Yeah. <laughs> I said, well, I don't know. Cane toads were introduced. Dogs were here first. They were, they were but... <laughs> they're the, still a pain. <laughs> it wouldn't be a problem if the dogs didn't annoy the cane toads. Yes. Yeah. And cats, I guess. I have seen a few cats. Yep. It's not very common because cats are usually more smart. Let's go so smart, that. yeah. Um, but yeah, I have seen a few cats. Yeah. 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 So we're going to touch on cane toads and how they affect our dogs um, mainly, mainly, and what happens when our silly dogs like to uh, have a taste of a cane toad or chase them around, lick them, chew them and whatnot because they're actually um, leak some poisons and they make our dogs rather sick absolutely and it can actually lead to death so definitely something you need to know about if you're in a cane toad area which we certainly are yep. they're everywhere and ever expanding unfortunately yeah it seems to be that way isn't yeah. it yeah quickly across the top end but yeah it's heading further south as well and they're definitely more common around the hotter times of the months aren't they they are yeah and i mean tropical queensland they're mm. pretty much all year round and, and even brisbane i mean they're all year round but you see a lot more in summer well that's when it's wetter and they don't it's come out much when it's dry, that's for sure. It's usually oh, yeah. in, in the wetter weather, which yep. is us, summer and, and up north. It's going to yeah. be all year round pretty much. Yeah. Yep. So we're going to have a bit of discussion on that. So just uh, keep in mind that anything we talk about here today is just general information and it may or may not be suited to your pet. And if you've got any concerns with your pet's health, please contact your vet. Absolutely. So as Glenn said, uh, cane toads are sort of spreading into most areas these days. Um, we find them in our backyards well, I find them all the time. Yep, everywhere. Um, they're really gross. They're warty and <laughs> they're not the most attractive-looking creatures. Poor canines. Yes, but they actually release a toxin or a poison through their skin, essentially, isn't it? Yep, little glands up behind the back of their neck. Yes, yep. and well, it's a what is it? A bufotoxin. Bufotoxin. Yes. yes. Um, just a yeah, toad toxin, basically. Toad toxin. Yep. yep. So our dogs or cats, they. Uh, might chase these toads around and they've got to actually put them in their mouth to get sick? Not exactly, no. I mean, it's, it's it, the toxin's exuded by this little gland, the parotid gland up on the back of the toad's um, neck and mm-hmm. if you piss them off enough, they will um, squirt it in your direction potentially. Oh, so, okay, so it squirts out. Yeah, they can if, if they're angry enough um, yep. and they don't do that lightly because they want to keep their toxin, mm-hmm. I think, a lot of the time. But, yeah, if if your dog or occasionally cat is, is peeving the toad mm-hmm. off enough, they will exude it um, and can shoot it supposedly up to two metres. Oh, I don't know wow. if I've seen it that far. Um, but, um, but definitely, yeah, if you if you're aggravating them they can squirt in your direction and, and you don't have to swallow it it's absorbed via mucous membrane so that could be i mean it's mostly the mouth but um if, if dogs got it in their um, nose or eyes yep. um you can absorb it okay. that way certainly um and it's a, a nasty or well, irritant but it also causes other toxic effects yep. but you don't have to swallow them okay um just you know dogs being dogs they just like to inquisitive m- mouth stuff and, yep. and um explore the world with their mouth essentially yep. So, um, yeah, so they've only got a mouth that they don't have to actually ingest and, and mm. swallow the toxin. And yep. that's not usually the problem. It's just, yeah, absorbed across their gums pretty much. And it, it really is just a defence mechanism, I guess, for the toad releasing oh, this toxin. Yep. So, obviously, our dogs and cats are a lot bigger. And, yes, they could easily 
have a chomp and yep. um, be done with the toad. Yes. But, so they're just trying to protect themselves as well, I guess. Yeah, but and, and it's really quick, like, you know, within seconds of exposure, basically, yep. the um, this toxic effects are starting um, and um, it makes it unpleasant for the, um, for the dog, basically, so they usually stop... Yeah. So they you normally going go further. Yeah. 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 So what are those um, sort of signs and symptoms that our dog's been playing with a cane toad? Yeah. I mean, initially it's just um, salivating, like it turned on like a tap. Basically, yeah. it's just drool, 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 drool. Um, they can get a bit frothy too. Um, frothy as well, but it's just basically just lots of saliva yep. production, and, and they're often like trying to get rid of it, like they're sort of chomping at the mouth, yeah, just, kind of just like licking, licking, their, licking their lips, and, yeah. and like something tastes disgusting, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and I mean, looks like they're trying to get rid of it. Some dogs occasionally. Them, sort of pouring at the mouth and that sort of mm-hmm. thing, um, but I mean, most of the time it's just yeah, just drooling, drooling, drooling. Like, Does like it hurt them? Is that I don't think it hurts. I think it just t- tastes gross. Tastes unpleasant. Yeah. Um, and then as the toxin that's rapidly absorbed across the mucous membranes, it starts to um, have a nauseating effect. Like mm-hmm. some of them do vomit um, yeah. you know, after a relatively short amount of time um, from from the toxin, and then it can have its other effects, like systemically on the body, like um, dilating the pupils and mm-hmm. accelerating the heart rate. Like it's a stimulatory effect, okay, um, so essentially. So um, Sort of high, kind of makes them high, yeah. high and hyperactivity. So, yep. so um, like bouncing around, muscle um, twitches, becoming mm-hmm. muscle tremors, becoming seizures if they get enough of it. Yep. Um, and the heart does the same thing. So the heart races and, and they can get arrhythmias and go faster. Yep. Um, and if they absorb enough sort of per body weight, they they can have you know, epileptic style seizures yep. from it. And that's realistically you know, most of the the. Um, Fatalities that we see, or the dogs that are very mm-hmm. sick from it, it's it's the seizures that are the problem. So, yeah. uh, if they're seizuring hard enough, they're not panting normally, so they can't control their body they temperature. Overheat. Yep. So overheating certainly a problem, and, and just straightforward. And the heart's ca- obviously cardiac arrest. Yep. Yeah, yep. and it's um it's nasty in that it works very quickly. So how quick are we talking? Oh, you know, if, if they've got enough in the system, fatalities within twenty minutes um, potentially yeah. if you're unlucky, and, and it's, it wears off relatively quickly as well. Mm-hmm. So the nausea seems to go a little bit longer in some dogs, but. Um, yeah. And I usually say if your pet's not having twitchy, seizure um, issues within sort of 20 minutes, half an hour, it's really unlikely to progress okay. to that. So it probably hasn't had enough to cause Correct. real damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The ones that I've seen um, that end up having troubles, like usually it's within that 20-minute mark, it'll progress from just the salivating yep. um, thing to, to the, the muscle twitches and tremors. So know. the minor symptoms like the salivating and the nausea, I guess, and then we can quick, very quickly develops into those really severe Correct. Yeah. stages. Yeah. So that means that if it's that quick that that happens, that's um, a lot of the first aid's going to be have to be up to us owners. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. To, to minimise absorption, I mean that's yeah. that's your first um, aim essentially yeah. is to minimise absorption of the toxin, and that's by just um, you know, flushing the, the mucous membranes of the mouth um, and, okay. and the face and wiping the face and mouth with a. a chucks or a, like wet, a wet hand towel yep. um, um, just basically trying to minimise absorption as much as you can yeah. so that's like picking up you pull up their lips and you wipe them down with a yep. wet washer or something yep. and, and, and rinse it out rinse it out and repeat basically yep. for, for five minutes or so yep. um, I mean longer than that you know, whatever's there is going to be absorbed um, and it's not going to do any harm but it's, it's you're just trying to minimise immediately that, that yep. toxin absorption because you're better off doing that than rushing them, you know, putting them straight in the car yes. and, and rushing to the vet and, and we'll cover when you should do that um, but you know, the first thing to do is to try and minimise that absorption in the first place because yeah. it is, um, that's, the time, that's the time that you can you know, do something about it realistically yep. yeah. So on that, like we're not 
washing their mouth out with water, like sticking the hose and which is No, you don't, of, don't want to drown them, definitely. Yes. Um, and even if you're a conscious animal, I mean, you need to protect their airways. Yeah. Um, and it's not really of any extra benefit. It's really just, yeah, you know, a wet hand towel. Because they wa- haven't actually wa- swallowed it, out. so it's well, not... Well, they might have, but you're not going to help out if it's already you know, down, down in the esophagus or in the stomach. <laughs> Putting some more water in, that yeah. isn't going to help. Yep. Um, and you don't want to drown them at the end of the day. Yes, exactly, um, and, which can happen. Yeah, and you know, if they're already having, you know, seizures, Okay, wipe their mouth out, but you should be on the way to the vet as well. Yep. Yeah, so that's something that someone's doing in the back of the car. Correct, <laughs> yep. yeah. Um, and that's sort of my main criteria because, I mean, most cases of toxicity don't progress to anything mm-hmm. more than the salivation side yep. of things. I mean, I think it's probably a sort of self-protective mechanism, the amount of saliva that they mm, produce sort probably. of, you know, di- it dilutes out. it and flushes it out yeah. um, to some extent. Um, I'd still advocate, you know, the, um, helping them out by diluting yeah. that further with the with the hand towel side of things. But, um, but, you know, if in 20 minutes that they're not having any muscle tremors and that yeah. can be quite subtle at the start um, and some dogs are shaky big dogs or shaky little dogs and, yep. and you know they shake they certainly the vets when i see them yes. a lot of them are shaking. um but at that high home you sort of know your own pet and if they're mm. you know twitching and it's it's involuntary muscle tremors yeah. it's not just sort of shaking all over like they're scared it's kind like of it's, spasmodic it's, sort of yeah thing, the it? muscles are contracting involuntarily mm. um so it it, it, it it's sort of different to their normal their normal shaking yeah their normal scaredness yeah. um so definitely if there's any um tremoring of the muscles or when you're wiping their mouth out looking at their gum colour because uh-huh. injection of the mucous membrane is another symptom um, of uh-huh. problems and, and injected mucous membranes are uh, brick red like really red really? mucous membranes not pink mucous membranes yeah. uh, and that's usually because the heart's going a lot faster than it should be uh-huh. and the um, perfusion's actually going a lot um faster than it should be so the gums are really really red yeah would recommend a, a yeah. vet to your uh, sorry a visit to your vet or to your emergency center um, as quick as at possible that, at that stage, yeah. it's not something you yeah if you see your dog seizuring they need to get to the vet yeah it's not something you sit on because it's, yep. it's either you know they're either going to be fine or they're going to you know, not be not be um yep. and not being fine is best at the vet yeah, yeah exactly because yeah, there is you know there's there's no specific antidote okay. to the toxin um but we can control the the symptoms yep um, and so that symptoms, overheating seizures and overheating seizures and seizures reasons. it's basically you know sedation and, yep. and sometimes general anesthesia for um for the the tremors and the mm-hmm. seizures depending on how bad they are um and um monitoring their hearts if they've got you know rapid heartbeats yep. we can slow that down if they've got arrhythmias we can treat them with medications yep. to to try and settle their hearts out um rhythms down so there's symptomatic treatments for the problems mm-hmm. that that can potentially be life saving. So, do so. they? Do you often see, do you see many cases? Of them? Yeah, I mean, I'm in a semi-rural, yeah. um, urban practice. Like, there's lots of bigger backyards and that sort of thing, yeah. and, and dams and that sort of thing. So, yeah, I'll, 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 I'll see several um, sort of cases a year, yeah. I suppose, that, that are um, severe. That are, yeah, end up at the vet clinic, yeah, um, yeah. and a lot of them, you know, were more severe when they left home, and then by the time they get to the vet clinic, they're mm. sort of recovering, sort of thing, mm-hmm. and, and that's fine. Um, but you know, I answer the phone after hours, and that's yeah. when a lot of it happens because unfortunately, yeah, guys come, come out at night more. Yeah, I mean, they, they they do come out on you know if it's raining, they're out during yeah, the day sometimes, but it's mostly after sunset, yeah, after sunset, and they're out chasing bugs um, around mm-hmm. your you know, outside lights and that sort of thing, mm-hmm. um, and they tend to be you know, quite nocturnal, so yep. it's yeah, emergency centres and vets that do after hours will feel you know the majority of yeah, the, the of inquiries and phone calls about it yeah. yeah so i guess the most important thing there is that first aid is the first step so yep. that's owners let's wash out their mouths if we think they've had if we think they've come in touch it's not going to do them any harm to wash their mouth out anyway Correct. like wipe it out with yep. a cloth um if you think you've seen them playing with the toad yep. wipe it out keep a close eye on them yep. for 
at least a half an hour. Yep. And if it seems to de- be developing into mus- muscle tremors or seizures or anything further, get them straight to your vet. Yeah, and it can sort of like it's not the only thing that causes those symptoms either, which of is course. which is the you know, always complicating yeah. factor of, of okay, what's actually caused it? You know, if you saw them sucking on a cane toad, okay, okay <laughs> yeah. there's a pretty fair chance that's what was going on. Um, I mean, salivation and and excitation. I mean, in, in my area, certain you know, brown snake bites, mm. um, not so much salivation, but but you know, muscle tremors and excitation yeah. and maybe a bit drooly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that, you know that. Could be a brown snake bite. Um, there's, you know, epileptic patients out there that mm-hmm. can have, you know, epileptic seizures and and will drool and they'll be twitchy as well. Yep. So if you come through at the end of a, you know, an epileptic seizure, it can sort yep. of look like that as well. So, but know, either it, way, they need a vet, don't they? Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, so it, it's basically, you know, there's other things that can look like it. Um, I mean, the drooling side of things. I mean, definitely early um, stage of bloat. Um, in, mm, in dogs that are prone yeah. to bloat, they'll do the drooly thing and sometimes not really twitchy, but they'll have red mucous membranes. Yes. But they'll also usually have a, a big swollen belly at the same yeah. time but you know hairy dogs that can be a bit hard mm-hmm. to pick up sometimes and but once again they need a vet straight away correct yeah <laughs> um so it, it's a hard one but yeah it's not you know trying to you know, overdiagnose what's going on but if they're drooling like a tap it's not going to do any harm to wipe their mouth out for That's five right. minutes and, and keep an eye Just on them keep an eye on them. um and and if in doubt yeah your vets pretty much or at least ring your vet and get their advice now i know that um i've read reports about um dogs actually becoming addicted to mm-hmm. cane toads and you know the way it makes them feel like a drug because yep. it makes them high and happy yep. and um so there are reports of this happening some dogs just really like cane toads yes <laughs> i've had quite a number of patients um i see it more in i call them the buffhead style <laughs> dogs um mm. staffies and mastiffs and and Volterias seem to be a yep. little bit prone um yes they will um not overindulge a lot of the time oh, yeah. but they will go outside and they'll come in drooling and a bit spacey and a bit happy and <laughs> maybe a little bit excited yep. and, and gums will be a little bit red and and they've had enough to give themselves a um mm. opiate-like experience yes. yeah. um, with some stimulation yep. um and um, and not sort of get too full toxicity i mean mm-hmm. it's definitely there's a body weight thing there too like yeah. the standard little jack russell fearless hunters um yep. that like chasing anything that moves yep. um they're more likely to you know have more significant toxic of effects course, than yeah. a 40 kilo dog. I mean, yep. you can still, you know, you can still get a large dog that, that has toxicity problems, but they're more likely to have the um, the drooling effects and, yeah, and maybe not, not have as bad an experience yep. as most pets. Because I mean, most pets, you know, it, it's hard to stop them if they're in a cage that area. It's hard to yep. stop them never having come in contact with the cane no, toad. Right. Most of them will find that an unpleasant experience and and won't go back go again. Back. That's right. Um, I mean, some of them do, and and if you're unlucky, you know, their first experience could be a you know mm-hmm. a, a large dose and and potentially cause them you know veterinary problems sort of thing yeah. is there any sort of um like i don't know build up effect or concern like once they've had some cane toad toxicity they get it again it's not worse yeah, not not a, not a cumulative effect yeah, as such i mean right. if they went back again within 12 24 hours or mm. something i mean they might be still a little bit of, it, in the system out of the system yeah and, and it doesn't cause any you know long term long term toxicity effects to yep. livers or kidneys or anything like that that, yep. we, that we that we think yeah so what do we do to keep our dogs um, safe from cane toads and away from them? Just don't let them outside when there's cane yeah, toads in the yard. It's not a problem. Yeah. Really easy, guys. You can have um, all your bull mastiffs inside. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Just keep all your dogs all the time, yeah. inside all the time. All the time, yeah. yep. And then you won't get cane toad toppings. Um, I mean, definitely, you know, if dogs are, are prone to it, I mean, I have some patients that, that aren't allowed outside at night. Yeah. Not on lead, um, particularly in summer when there's, when there's cane toads around sort of thing, and that can um, be a little bit of extra work for us. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, you know, minimising the amount of cane toads outside, you know, you can't get rid of them completely. Um, but, I mean, if you've got, um, you know, things in the yard like 
piles of timber and that sort of thing, like places for them to hide because they're, oh, they're, they're not, hide they're not the burrowing frogs. Like they'll dig little things underneath yeah. underneath um, sheltered areas, but really, you know, garden beds and, and yeah. piles, piles of logs and bits of iron and stuff and like that. And they're not really nocturnal though, but we always see them at night. Yeah, I mean, they're not completely nocturnal, but no. they, they don't like running around in the middle of the day because, the I mean, some of the kookaburras and, and ah, other yep. wildlife have, have got smart enough to mm. not um, be exposed to their toxin. And, and okay. they're certainly, you know, they're still um, predated by um, birds, yep. mostly, occasionally snakes. Um, the, keel, mm. the keelbacks seem to be immune to the toxin, yep. um, keelback snakes, so they can help clean them up a little bit. So you just get a few of them, eh? <laughs> you get a few of those, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, basically, it's trying to minimise their exposure. Mm-hmm. Your dog's exposure to them um, is, is one way to do it. I mean, yep. it's pretty hard to um, cane toad proof your um, yard yeah, unless, unless you've got a quite a small yard. We might be a little bit more feasible. So um, you're saying like put mesh around so they yeah. Can I mean that's the, that's the only thing you do is, is just yep. you know frog proof or cane, <laughs> cane toad proof mesh at, at up to about sort of forty centimetres because they can't climb um, yes. as opposed to frogs. And they so don't actually jump very high. No, they, them, do they, they? they don't seem to. I've got they get in my garden beds at home that are about forty centimetres high. Um, yeah. Maybe they do that by crawling in over a twenty centimetre thing. But yeah. they, they can you know they can jump a bit, but yeah. but they're not going to climb up stuff. Yeah, they're not like your frogs uh, that climb up. No. Um, um, so, you know, a 40-centimetre barrier that's impenetrable to frogs mm. would, would keep them out. Um, yep. But that's a pretty hard ask, mm, realistically. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've had some people put bells on dogs' collars that when they're running around out in the yard, if you hear the bells jingling more than normal, maybe they're excitedly chasing cane toad or snake so or something. So it's not worn off the toad. It no, doesn't work I, I like don't, that. I don't think the toads <laughs> run away faster because they hear the jingle bells. Yep. Um, but it just alerts people to... There's some might be something happening basically, yeah. Hmm. Um, so that's really, you know, that's the main things to yeah, do. Yeah, um, keep them I mean, The cane toads are definitely attracted to insects, um, yeah. and if you've got outdoor lights that are on all the time and they're attracting, particularly in summer, all the yeah. flying ants and bugs and that sort of thing, that's certainly going you know, to you know, attract yeah. more cane toads um, and, and as a food source sort of thing. So, you know, minimising that sort of thing where the dogs are, I mean, that might help, but again, that's easier for me to say what than am, done, um, potentially. What about, I often will find a cane toad in the dog's water bowl that's mm-hmm. outside because yep. obviously they jump in there at night for a drink and then yep. they can't get out because of the slippery stainless steel sides. Yep. Can that um, and then in, be t- in turn be poisoned? Like if they were to drink that water? Oh, you can never say never. I mean, I'll tip yeah. it out and, and, yeah, and rinse it out and refill really it, certainly. Yeah. But, um, I mean, I don't think they're, they're not exuding toxin all the time sort yeah. of thing. I mean, if they were in the dog's bowl and the dog came along to go for a drink and pissed the frog. Started apple bobbing. <laughs> yeah, and um, I would sure there'd be some toxin yeah. in the water then probably. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, for that reason. But, you know, I'd... I don't think yeah, it's not going to just exude out of them all the time. They yep. can they can voluntarily um, liberate it at will, yep. that sort of thing. Um, so yeah, I'd still rinse a bowl out, obviously, but but I don't think that's a cause of problems other than it's somewhere where the dog goes regularly, and if there's a toad there, it might be mm. more inclined to have a crack at it. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, one thing is um, dead cane toads. If you're cane toad uh-huh. area, you'll see dead cane toads. Certainly, uh-huh. there's still toxin in in carcasses. So even um, ones that have been run over and squished. Yep, run over and squished and hit with a lawnmower and yeah. just die of natural causes, etc., etc. Or, you know, the kookaburras at my place um, mm. are definitely quite adept at flipping cane toads over and pecking their yes. guts out and, and eating them and avoiding the toxic glands which are yep. on their back. Um, but then you've got a dead cane toad yep. carcass sitting around and, and dogs can certainly still get toxicity from chewing on dead yeah, cane toad carcasses. Yeah, they can taste better anyway for them. <laughs> um, yeah, probably. <laughs> a few days um, So that's certainly still, you know, something to, to think about. Yep. Um, and, yeah, if I see a cane toad carcass, I'll, I'll get Remember that out of the that? house yard, that's yep. for sure. Yep.
Mm. All right. Is there anything else you want to add? No, I don't think so. I mean, that's the main thing. I mean, you know, vets know how to treat it if you're in a in a cane toad area, yep. and and vets can give you you know specific advice um, if you are concerned at all. But definitely, it's not something to. Oh, he might have got a cane toad. We'll see how he's overnight. So I think it's yeah. you know if he's fine overnight, he's going to be fine. Yep. Um, but there's a very small chance that he could be significantly affected yep. or, or dead in that sort of time so yep. um, because it's a quick acting toxin it's it's monitor them closely um, if, they, if they don't get you know, any twitchiness at all or, mm-hmm. or they just you know salivate for a bit and then it goes away and they're otherwise fine it's, it's most likely that they're going to continue to be fine yep. but if in doubt contact your um, emergency vet that's yep. on the phone yeah yeah so I think that's the best thing you can do is if you think your dog's had a cane toad or it comes to you drooling and slobbering and looking a bit spacey or jittery yep. um start by washing their mouth out the first aid procedure of washing their mouth out for a good five minutes yep. um keep a really close eye on them for the next half an hour and if it doesn't seem to progress to anything past that then chances are you're going to be fine yep. um if it does start to progress into those muscle tremors or seizures or um anything that you just don't like the look of yep just yeah if, if in doubt yep yep get in touch with your vet absolutely and so I think that's all we've got to talk about on those ugly little warty creatures. Yep. <laughs> all right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Bye. Bye.